Good evening. Welcome to another session of Unstoppable Leadership Podcast. Today with our guest, Polly Ann Laura. And I want to welcome you to the show because we've had a pretty good discussion in the green room. And I want you to let people know where you got started and why and what you're doing now, because I think everybody has a story to tell and yours is definitely interesting so welcome to the show thank you so much and i'm truly excited to be here i always say this and i always use the same word so i'm apologizing to people who've heard me on other podcasts that i get a thrill out of doing this like i really do especially connecting with women and having a women audience members because if they can hear me, I hope that I touch them. You know, even if it's one nugget, one little thing that I say, if it impacts them, and I know that sounds cliche, but it, it's true. So um, thrilled to be here. Um, I'm an attorney in Los Angeles. I'm a civil litigator, which means I go to court. Um, there are some attorneys who've never been in a courtroom, but they do other things. They draft documents and whatnot. I always wanted to be an attorney. I knew that my whole life, ever since I was a little girl. And, you know, life doesn't always turn out the way you thought. And you can, <laughs> yeah. you can plan and prepare. And you can do all the right things and take all the right steps. But life may have other plans for you. Yeah. So um, became an attorney. I was super excited. I literally was living the dream. I got a job at a, a high-rise law firm in downtown, and there I was with my office, with a beautiful view, the plaque, the business card. This was it. I did, you know, I got to do everything I wanted to do. And then uh, along came a boy. And so um, we'll fast forward this part. <laughs> Along came a boy. Sounds like a Hallmark movie title. Along came a boy, and um, we got married, and I got pregnant um, with my son, who is now 14. And I remember that completely equal to the excitement and the happiness and the joy, I had anxiety and fear and stress because I didn't know how I was going to do this. How was I going to be a nurturing, loving, present, engaged mom to a newborn and a litigation attorney? I mean, at that time I was defending sheriff's deputies. Oh, wow. So, and um, I also did products liability for Fortune 500 companies. So it was a very, very high stress level job that I was doing. And one of the reasons I made the distinction between a litigation attorney and a transactional attorney is because if I was a transactional attorney and I was just reviewing a stack of documents that was, you know, three feet deep, I could just do it you know, when the baby was asleep or whatever. But as a litigation attorney, you have hearings and you have judges and you have opposing counsel. So the stress level was very, very high. And during my pregnancy, I was freaking out. Like, how am I going to do this? And financially, I couldn't afford to come home. I couldn't afford to stay home. 
And I also couldn't afford and didn't want to get a nanny. Yeah, It's an ego thing. I don't know. It was like, I decided to have a baby. I'm going to raise the baby. And I talk about that when I do my speaking engagements about getting help. There's no shame and no guilt or no judgment for working moms to get help. It means nothing about your love, your ability, and the things that you want to do for your child. So that was baby number one. I went back to work and the first, within six months, I went back to work and the first 30 days, I cried every single day. When I dropped my son off at daycare, I cried every single day to my drive, to my fancy high rise, beautiful law firm building that I was so excited to be in. And then I had like an underground parking lot and I would do my makeup in the car and go upstairs and work. And it sucked. Oh, wow. And it was devastating. And it, it was like, this sucks. I didn't know, you know, and then you've got like some jerk opposing counsel calling. It's like, where is this? And where is that? And I'm like, I don't care. I just finished crying for 45. <laughs> I just cried for 45 minutes, you jerk. I'll give you your papers later. But that was my reality. Yeah. And it's, and you bring to the forefront to a lot of moms out there that have to juggle that, that have to make that conscious decision. And this is where I put my two cents worth in because you seem to have in this country an opposing side. You have the stay-at-home mom and then you have the working mom. And I'm going like, ladies, it's hard either way. It is not easy. But it's even harder for the ones, I believe, that have to leave their babies and go to work because you don't get to see them every single day and you don't get to, you know, see when they start cooing and all of that. And I was lucky that we were, could we really afford for me not to be working? No, but at the same time, we couldn't afford to have daycare either. So it was like we were in between a rock and a hard place. And there were a couple of times that we hired somebody to watch the boys. And when I came home one day and one of the boys, and they were still fairly young, they couldn't really talk really well yet. And one of them had a bruise. And I was like, okay, done. No more. I will work part-time. We will work around my husband's schedule. We'll do whatever it takes, but you will no longer be anywhere that will hurt you, period. End of discussion. And it's, it's hard. And it's even harder now because we as a country don't really take into account that parents really need to have time with their little ones. And if you ask for time off because the baby's sick or take them to a doctor's appointment. And I know a lot of people, a lot of employers do that eye roll. And it's, it's a shame, really. It's a shame that we have to pick in between. So, so. can I share a story about that? Um, one of the other things I talk about is women have to have each other's back in the workplace. Yes, because there's a lot of men that are ready to do the eye roll and do the 
asterisk by your name and not give you projects and not give you certain responsibilities because you're a working mom. And two years later, I had my daughter and I changed firms. And um, again, she had to go to daycare. I didn't cry as much because I'd already been numbed by my first child. And, you know, it's totally true. The second child just, (laughs) you've already done it, you know? And my boss was in trial, which is like a big thing. Like he was in trial defending the sheriff's deputies. And daycare called because my daughter was coughing and they said um, she may have croup. And for those of you who don't know, croup is it's just like a deep barking. It's like a seal's cough. And my son had it. So I, I knew it wasn't a big deal. And I remember walking out of my office and my boss's secretary was like at a little secretarial bay and she was a mom and she had kids. Her kids were much older. And I, Somehow she said, hey, how's it going? I said, oh, you know, daycare just called and said that my daughter has croup. And she's like, oh, she'll be fine. I'm like, oh, I know she'll be fine. I've been through this before. And Dawn, I never said I want to leave. I wasn't sad that I had to stay working. I basically just shared woman to woman. I kid you not, two hours later, my boss, who's in trial defending sheriff's deputies, And I'm stressing that because it was a big trial. It was a big case. Came to my office and said, I heard your daughter has croup. And I thought, why would you even know that? You should be getting ready for tomorrow's witnesses, making sure you've got all your exhibits lined up. You need to, like, I'm just a little associate attorney working here. My daughter having croup. You should, A, you shouldn't even know about that. B, if you know about that and you care, you know, call me and tell me, because he had many kids himself. But the fact that his secretary, like, basically told on me, you know, felt the need to tell her boss, who was in the midst of trial, that, oh, Pollyanna, and there was, like, 20 other attorneys in the firm. It wasn't like it was just me. And the point I'm making is, women need to support each other in the workplace because the men and my experience is in society they're very ready to penalize you for being a working mom oh yeah so to all the women out there have each other's back yeah all that secretary had to do was say you know what your daughter will be fine you know it takes time to pass i'll actually all you need to do is give them cold air you know, like yeah. the doctor said, take them on a drive with the windows down to get cold air because it's an inflammation of the lung tissue. But she told on me to our boss. And I will never forget that because it was so jarring as another working mom. So it's not just the eye roll of the men and the employer and the people who sign your check. It's sometimes your coworkers. Yeah. Oh, I can I can agree with that because there has been a time or two, you know, where one of our boys was really sick and it was we had to make a choice who was staying at the hospital. Mm. And 
thankfully, for the most part, I had really supportive coworkers and I had a supportive boss and they were going like, whatever you need. And I've seen some that they weren't so supportive of. And you don't know what a blessing and a luxury that is. I mean, consider yourself no. very, very lucky. Definitely. And I did because, because a lot of I working knew. moms can't yeah. relate to that. And they have had to pick between a sick child and your job. Exactly. And for us, it's income to take care of our child or it's the health insurance that you need for your children. So yeah. it becomes a very strange dynamic. Definitely it does. And that's one of those things that I think needs to be brought to the forefront. And that's as we move in this crazy world of after 2020 and now we're getting the craziness of 2021. Seriously. <laughs> it is is even more imperative that we really start revisiting and rethinking about how we are in the workplace and how we treat each other and and that in includes single dads because I've seen it to where to the point to where some single dads got that same same treatment because they're going like well you know you need to do something about your kids because you're you're missing too much work and I think we just need to have a little bit of a little bit more grace towards parents that are raising kids and I think if we had that, we would have a whole lot better work environment. And just, it's just such an awful feeling. It's such an awful feeling. And, you know, it's not just the time off for illness. You know, it's time off for the beautiful things that they do too. You know, again, one of the things that I talk about in some of the other um, podcasts that I've done is the Christmas performance. And both of my kids were in chorus, you know. I never missed a chorus performance. And sometimes they are, they're like at one o'clock in the afternoon because the school has no concept of working people's schedules. And they just think we all sit at home and, you know, watch, well, we don't watch Oprah anymore because she's not on anymore, but you know, all the moms can just roll out of, you know, their houses at 1245 and get to school at one yeah. or book fair. You know, yeah. it's just a cute little thing that they do in elementary school. And I encouraged, uh, even, you know, whoever's listening is try to make it out there. You know, I remember, I remember my daughter's face. I went to book fair once and I didn't tell her I was coming. And it was like at 11 o'clock and I did some work from home, went to book fair for like 20 minutes, but her face lit up and she saw me. She's like, you're here. And it was like, yes, I'm here. But again, that's a luxury yeah. because my employer wasn't going to penalize me or roll his eyes or look at me differently for going to book fair. But the value and the joy that I saw in my daughter for those 13 seconds that she was so excited I was there, I still remember to this day. But I don't remember the name of the file I was working on that day, the name of the opposing counsel, the client, whatever. But this goes back to my point. Parents, single or not, mothers, fathers, they need to feel that they have the support of their workplace. Yeah. Because if a single dad has to figure out, am I going to, you know, make it to Delilah's book fair or get fired? I mean, what a crappy decision to have to make. 
Definitely. And that, all that stuff ends. You know, the other thing I talk about is, you know, seventh grade isn't cute. They don't do book fair and Halloween parades and Christmas parties. Like you have a very, very small window. Yeah. And if you miss that because your boss is a jerk, man, I feel bad for you and your kids. Yeah, definitely. And I, I was lucky we got to participate in just about everything the boys did. So that is something that I will always cherish. And I remember um, going to, I think it was my oldest. He was graduating kindergarten and them reading that little poem. And I'm just like over here, boo-hooing <laughs> out. And the dads that were attending were all looking at the moms going like, what? What, what are y'all crying about? And it was just our babies. We knew our babies were taking another step at getting older. So, yes. And, and how awful to miss that. Yeah. And again, you know, same thing. I, I've now started talking to dads who are doing the work-life balance juggle because more and more fathers are having to step up. And slowly, I hope, that society will start seeing what a challenge it's been for the working moms for all these years, because now the men are having to make those decisions and those sacrifices. And I was speaking to a woman who is a business owner and she has two sets of twins. Oh, wow. I know. And hair on her head. So she said that she's very, supportive and encouraging of her working parent workforce. And that, that made me so happy to hear that. She's like, look, if somebody wants to take time off and go to see a kid's performance, just give me enough warning. Let me know. And what I was offering people is if you're going to go in late half an hour, stay late half an hour to show your boss, you know what? I'm not trying to cut corners and ditch if you will yeah give me 30 minutes so i can watch the performance go to the book fair the halloween parade whatever it is and i'll give you another 30 minutes on the back end and i think the workforce has to be supportive of that otherwise you get a disgruntled resentful employee who starts feeling you know what i'm missing all these big moments yeah just to fill somebody else's bank account. Definitely. I don't know. So you you made a good segue and whenever you were talking about a business owner that's entrepreneur that actually has kids and they really are looking out for their people. And that's what I call a good leader because she is setting the precedence of I care about you and I know how it, hard it is to juggle these things. And I'm about guarantee you she has the most loyal associates that anybody will ever have. Because and there of that. you go, Don. That's exactly the point I was trying to make. It's the yeah. give and take. Yes. Because the alternative is an employee that resents you, hates being there, doesn't want the company to succeed, um, feels like the employer is heartless, you know, fill in the adjectives. But that small gesture, you know, Halloween comes around once a year, you know, Christmas 
performances or once a year. It's not like the employee is saying, I'm going to be gone every Tuesday for six hours. You yeah. know, but just that small gesture of, you know what, you need to come in an hour late, no problem. Hope little Brian plays a wonderful Santa Claus, whatever. And that employee goes, gets so fulfilled and feels so much joy and pride during that performance and comes back filled up. Yeah. And they'll do a bang up job for that employer. Whereas the reverse is so bad. Like oh, yeah. I said, anger, resentment. And, and I think it does trickle through the work product. Oh yeah, I 100% agree with that. And being in retail for most of my leadership, if you if you have a disgruntled team, it does go through the work. When you're running a $114 million store, you need happy people. And I'm just going to be blunt about it because if you don't have those happy people, then you're not going to have the happy customers. And guess what? Profits will go down. So those are the challenges that leaders face. And that's what moms face too as well, because you have to be able to balance and do that give and take. So that's one of those cool things that we as leaders and women in a place where we can really talk about and say to our leadership, this is what we're facing and these are the challenges and i'm glad that you said you know putting the time on the back end because that's one of the things that if i ever had stuff that was going on i always said hey i can work this saturday or i can work an hour over whatever it is to make sure that the employer knows hey i'm here for them too there's right. just stuff going on so I I definitely identify with that. They're so limited, you know, and, and then as I get older, it becomes sports. You know, sometimes, you know, my son has lacrosse games at 315. It's like, well, who's available for lacrosse at 315? Well, guess what? Me, because that's what you do as a mother you go and you support and you sit on the sidelines and i can't half the time see the ball or the puck or whatever it is but you know <laughs> i get my cues from the other parents on that are wearing the same sweatshirt as me i'm like wait what happened did we just sport did something good happen but it's important for the kids to see that yeah. and again what an awful feeling for everybody else's mom to be in the audience except you yeah yeah definitely so tell people where they can find you, number one, because I know that you have a lot to give and you were talking about speaking engagements too as well. Right. So um, I could be found at PollyannaLara.com. I'm on Instagram, PollyannaLara, Facebook, PollyannaLara. There's not too many of me. And, um, you know, I'm happy to talk to audience members who just want to reach out and I, I do coaching as well. You know, people just sometimes need an outlet and I've been there. I've been the working mom with two kids and a very high stressful job. And at some point I became a single mom and that was a whole other journey. And you know what? I've come through stronger and hopeful and inspired and um it wasn't easy and it wasn't fun 
but it happened and it happened to me and I came through on the other side. Definitely, Pollyanna, I appreciate that. And I always ask our guest before we hop off, what is one last nugget that you can give our audience? Take care of yourself. Don't forget about you. Yeah. Mental health is very, very important because I did that. I put myself on the back burner and then I burned out. Yeah. Definitely. And that's a good point because that's something that took me a long time to figure that out too as well. Because, you know, we going back to generalization, you know, we were told to always be there for our kids and, you know, for our spouses and we forget about us sometimes. And in order for them to be fulfilled from us, we need to fill our cup too. Absolutely. And, And sometimes that's a costly lesson. Very much so. Very much so. And, you know, we've, my husband and I have been through some challenges and we talked about some of those challenges in the green room. And for the audience, some of you know what some of those challenges are. And it's, it's one of those things that if we wouldn't have took time to fill us up, I honestly don't think we would still be married. Um, and you know, I so appreciate my husband. I know he listens to some of my podcasts. So honey, shout out, but it is, it's one of those things that is so prevalent in our society that we need to help each other. And even, even if it is just a, a day of you say, honey, go run an errand or, you know, get out of the house, go do something, back each other up. And those that are single moms, single dads, help each other out because y'all, y'all have to wear multiple hats. You, you don't just have one hat anymore. And it's, it's funny you say that because that is actually on my website. I say <laughs> we were, we wear many hats. You do. And you know, at some point it just, it just, the layers become too much and too much and too much. And then, and then you get a headache. Yeah. And then you crash. And then you're going like, what the crap? So, yes. Mm-hmm. Pollyanna, I appreciate you coming on. It's been oh, a really so good. Fun, oh, I really enjoyed it, Don. And um, anytime anybody needs anything, they can reach out to me. I'm happy to speak to anybody. And if I can guide your audience members, because it can get very lonely and it can get very stressful and it can get very scary. I mean, there were times when I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, and, and the finances play such a big part too. Definitely. You know, if you didn't have to work and you could afford a nanny and, you know, that's a whole other level. But, you know, when you're caught up between, I have to work because I have to provide for my family and I'm so busy working that I'm barely seeing the family that I'm so busy providing for. It just turns into a mess. It definitely does. Been there. <laughs> and it's. Uh... Yep. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad we were able to do this, Dawn. Awesome. So everyone, as I always, love to sign off and love to tell you whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you are unstoppable. You are the beacon of hope and you are loved. And everyone, you can also find me on YouTube 
you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and on Facebook. And you can also find me on my website too as well, which is unstoppableleadershipwordpress.com. And you can also find where any of these podcasts are airing. And we're actually on Spotify and Amazon working on getting on to iHeart. So everyone have a good evening. See me back here. Same back channel. We will be back here on Wednesday talking, believe it or not, with another attorney. So we are on a roll. So everyone have a good night. Pollyann, thank you for coming on. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.